Welcome back to another Playlist Podcast. My name is Nick Finzer. I'm here with Alan Blanchard, and this is the Outside In Music. This is Jazz Today uh, Playlist Podcast, and we got a great slate of new releases from February 2020. Uh, there's been so many good good ones already, and it's only two months in. Alan, thanks for putting together another great edition of our playlist. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I... Uh, this was a, a particularly fun month for me because, you know, I definitely always like what I put on this playlist. Uh, it's very opinionated, but these are all tracks that like I've been listening to these albums a lot since they've come out. Like they're, they're in my frequent rotation of things going on. Um, so I think people will really enjoy this. Yeah. And it's a lot of bit, a really, you know, great jazz names people will recognize. And so if you want to go and find, find the playlist so you can listen along or listen later just type in this is jazz today outside in music into the spotify search and you'll find that playlist straight away uh it shouldn't be too hard there's also links on our website outsideinmusic.com uh so you can check these things out subscribe to the playlist and uh, we do update it once a month and uh it, on the playlist now we have all the way back to july of last year and so we kind of rotate that so there's a lot of great music for you to listen to as it currently stands, eight hours and 15 minutes worth. So uh, it'll give you your whole day's worth of jazz. Uh, so we're going to jump right in for today. And we've got a release here from Delfeo Marcellus. Uh, why don't you tell us about this one? Yeah, so this is a new release from uh, Delfeo and the Uptown Jazz Orchestra, the big band out of uh, New Orleans that he is a band leader of and, and member of and whatnot, uh, called Jazz Party. Um, I actually have like never seen this band. Uh, I know they're very prominent in New Orleans. Uh, I know some of the people that are playing in the band. Um, and it's just, it, it's a really cool album. They do a lot of like, uh, different features throughout of it, um, with different people from like TJ Norris, who I went to school with and you taught for a little bit, like Kari Lee, um, Karen Livers and, and Dr. Bryce Miller and a bunch of different stuff with, uh, obviously like New Orleans inspired music, but they do like a classic dirty dozen brass band, uh, composition on here. And, um, a lot of these tracks, I want to say like six or seven of them are Delfeo originals. Um, but it's, it's an awesome, uh, awesome album. Uh, it, you know, it certainly has like the, uh, a New Orleans, uh, vibe to it, if you will, or whatnot. Um, and I think people will, will really enjoy it. And it covers a lot on like a lot of the, um, maybe more like Caribbean influenced, uh, styles that a lot of people might be kind of familiar with, but not too familiar with, uh, you know, how many people are actually checking out like Boogaloos, um, nowadays, which I think is from like the Savannah region, um, and that mm -hmm. influence of the Caribbean and then, you know, the Caribbean second line and, and all this extra stuff. So I think people will really enjoy it. It's, it's big band, but like it's big band done in a different way. You know, this is by no means similar to Count Basie or Jazz at Lincoln Center. Like it's their own thing. And uh, it's, it should definitely be checked out. Who And so who I'm looking at the album right now and I'm seeing Scott Johnson is tagged here. Who is that? Do you know? Um, I do. It might be. It's so like they bring in like a bunch of guests and whatnot throughout it but like mostly the people who are tagged are the members that are um like in the band and that are featured soloists for that time like roger lewis is the baritone uh saxophone player uh kari uh alan kari lee they just did kari lee here the alto player tj trombone 
Scott Frox, the uh, um, trumpet player and whatnot. But I don't think that one is Scott Johnson, the vocalist, to my knowledge. I think okay. that I was just curious. Mid tagging. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but let's keep keep on moving. So that's uh, Delfeo Marcellus' new record. Uh, it's called. uh Oh, I lost the title of the record. Called Jazz called? Party. <laughs> Jazz Party. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and moving on, now we have a, a one a Bill Lawrence trio here. Yeah. Um. This is just really cool. You know, Bill Lawrence is probably the person on this playlist I knew the least of going into this. Um, mm -hmm. But I found this, again, uh, this is, goes along with my thing of enjoying live albums. This is a live album from Ronnie Scott's, uh, and it features Bill Lawrence and then uh, the British bassist Jonathan Harvey and the Lithuanian drummer. I'm so sorry in advance. Mari just Aleska. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, I think we'll go with that. Um, and it's really cool. It definitely has like that, um, modern, uh, uh, piano trio vibe where I feel like it's, 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 we've, we've talked about many times before how that configuration has so much like flexibility and give and take just because of like the nature of how it all works together, um, to go you know, in one direction and then jump back to like the completely opposite side of the spectrum within the same tune. Um, and so that's really cool. The one that I kind of picked here, uh, has like that modern jazz straight eighth type feel to it and, and like backbeat influence in some points in times. So, mm -hmm. but it's also not too overwhelming. I mean, Bill Lawrence is known as like a, like a member of snarky puppy and whatnot. So like you can definitely, see where that influence is coming in into his music, but it's taken in a little bit more of a, and not a little bit more, a lot of a smaller context, you know, in a piano trio versus some large band that's very intricate and everything like that. So I think people will uh, really enjoy the album. Um, it's not standards or anything, but it's, it's their music uh, and something that, that can be very, you know, it's modern and everything, but in a very approachable sense and, and certainly a lot of stuff you can like grasp onto while listening to. Beautiful. And it's live Ronnie Scott's. Yeah. <clears throat> Great jazz club in London. If you don't know about Ronnie Scott's, it's the, I don't know how I would compare it. I guess it's the blue note or something famous, the famous jazz club. It's the Vanguard maybe of, uh, of London's jazz scene, I think, but somebody could probably correct me if I'm wrong. Cause uh, I can tend to be wrong. Uh, so moving on here to two legends of jazz here, Kenny Barron, Dave Holland, uh, without deception is the name of the track. Yeah. Um, that's just like, it's an interesting titling because the album is also called without deception. And the way that they phrased this was they called it the Kenny Barron, Dave Holland trio featuring Jonathan Blake, but it really is just Kenny Barron, Dave Holland and Jonathan Blake. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but that's the band. Um, it's awesome record. Um, like just, I mean, if you take Jonathan Blake out of the equation, which I don't know why you would, he's a phenomenal drummer, but like the versatility and like spectrum of music that Kenny Barron and Dave Holland have done is so vast. Um, and then when you bring in like all of these originals, that they did on this album and the covers that 
they did that'll be coming up are it's it's really cool <laughs> you know this is just a single um coming up with this release which i don't know when it comes out sometime later in 2020 um but <laughs> it's phenomenal they do like some joe beam covers on the on the record coming up and like a like a bill evans tune um they're doing a version of like warm valley um the ellington tune and then monks uh worry later um, but it's, they just already have like this very, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how long they've been playing together, but like, it just seems like they have for a while. And maybe that's just part of all three of them being incredible musicians. You know, they know how to really hone in on that stuff, um, immediately. But sure. This is a trio that I could have. Yeah. I mean, Dave Holland and Kenny Barron put out that duo record. That was just like last year or two years ago. So they've been playing together. Yeah. And, for a long time. and you know, you just add in one other guy and you, you do it, you know, but it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm excited. Just like, that's really all I can say right yeah. now. And that's the single did his job. Got me excited for the album. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the point. So moving along, another great pianist featured here. Um, long, I'm a, long, I was going to say longtime member of his own trio, which is not uh, really, I guess it's an accurate thing to say, but not very useful thing to say. But that's uh, Aaron Deal. Yeah. New record. Aaron Deal's uh, new record coming out with uh, the bassist, Paul Sikiev. It's a kivy. There we go. And the drummer <laughs> Gregory Hutchinson. Um yep. man, it's a it's a great album. And there's so many comparisons to this from this album to uh different like classical uh composers and whatnot as we're going in, you know, people comparing it to the likes of like Philip Glass and George Gershwin or Mendelssohn and Franz Liszt and and all of this. But it's I I don't know, tried not to think about that and just listen to the album for what it was worth. Um and man, uh, Aaron Deal uh, knows a couple of things, um, believe it or not. <laughs> and oh yeah, sure. It's it's uh, it's a really good album that I that I uh, got lost and it, it just went on. I intended to listen to like a couple of tracks and find something I was into, and I think I turned back and it had been like six. Um, so I don't know. I think people will really enjoy it. It, it again has like the modern trio vibe. Um, as I'm sure people will imagine. And I mean, Aaron, outside of his piano trio, has such a long history performing with people like Cecile, uh, McCorn Savant and Wyclef and even Wenton some. I mean, it's just it's awesome. And you can tell that he's definitely um, like reading about it now after listening to some of it. You can definitely see like some of the romanticism influence and in, uh, his compositions and the way that they're approaching the tr tunes and and whatnot in there. They refer to some of them as like a, a tone poem and a concerto and whatnot. So I would I would encourage people like if you're really into it, go read some more about the album and and see maybe where he's getting some some of the influences that were were behind it or not. Just listen to it for the great trio record it is, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no that's that's cool. I know he's been in, uh, influ definitely influenced by that that period of music. So. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's interesting to listen to like those, those influences, those, and then try to find them, you know, orally. Definitely. Listening wise. I, mean, you know. I, I agree. But I suppose it's a very music nerd thing oh, to say. 1000%. <laughs> it's a very nerdy thing of us to do. 
but I still do it, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, me too. Uh, okay. That's going to be great. I can't wait to check out this record. I didn't get to check out any of these new things yet. Oh my gosh. It's been a busy, busy week. I, I, I suck. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. I will. I'll check it out. Uh, and how can you have n new releases from Pat Metheny and not include them on the list? We have America Undefined from his new record as the next track up. Yeah, um, that was the best way to introduce it. I mean, this <laughs> this band features Pat Metheny, Antonio Sanchez, like Linda O. Um, there's an entire Hollywood studio symphony behind it at times. Uh, it's incredible and the thing that pat metheny holds true in this record as i feel like he does for many of his other um compositions and albums is they are less of a band getting up and playing and he has like thought through everything as far as like the arrangements like they're very thought out um compositions that features tons of moving parts I mean, it's almost like it was the first snarky puppy in that sense, you know, where with oh, all sure. like the different things that he's combining and and layering on top of each other and going through and out. And this this album um, greatly, uh, you know, demonstrates that. And they he wrote a lot about this on his own website with the uh, influences and and everything and talks, you know he himself like puts this record as like one of the things that he's really been waiting to do in an approach like this and how he uh, took like that core quartet um, that he was working with and, and kind of expanded onto it and, and added onto it and, like the Miles Davis influence that he has with like Nefertiti and ESP and, and all these other philosophies while combining it with that of like a, a studio orchestra and, and uh, you know, the multi-track recording and all these new, technological advances we've had and like his abilities to to incorporate that into a into a record so really cool different kind of uh reading more on it than like aaron deals where that was like here are my composition influences this is more like pat metheny being like look let me tell you what's really about this record which is i don't know that's some, like to me that's as cool as like reading liner notes you know mm -hmm. it's the modern liner yeah. notes you know that's cool. I mean, I, you can't go wrong with Pat Metheny, and I can't wait. I think I've listened to most of this record, so I, I would be lying if I said I didn't check out that one. But uh, so this next one is kind of an interesting choice here, a cover by Eldar Jangarov, uh, Black Hole Sun. Yeah, I mean, uh, Eldar <laughs> is awesome. This dude is a is, oh, yeah. is a freak of nature when it comes to piano. And uh, in this band is is Eldar and then uh, Raviv Markovitz on bass and uh, oh, Jimmy sure. McBride yeah. on drums. That's what I was just looking up to see if it was Jimmy. Yeah, and so he does, you know, um, there's a, another press release for this where he, like, talks about why he chose each tune and whatnot in a very short manner. But this was really cool. I picked Black Hole Sun because I thought it was... I was like, oh, hey, look at this, a cover of a Soundgarden song. And then I was like, wow, this is also good, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But he does some standards and whatnot. Like he does A Night in Tunisia on here and Willow Weep for Me and and some originals and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is another one of those albums that I just like put on. And I was like, I don't really know why I like this, but I like it a lot, you know? <laughs> and it was really good. Mm -hmm. um, and it's and from a music 
nerdy point, it's always kind of cool to see how he's he's doing all this stuff on top of tunes that we might be able to relate to or might um, have some form of a recollection with. You know, like we all know Night in Asia to an extent, but like Black Hole Sun was a different um, perspective coming to it. You know, it's not a song that I normally call on mm-hmm. gigs. It's not a song I've ever called on a gig, but it's... <laughs> It's cool to see his value. Yeah, right, right, right. That's going to be the new standard to learn for the uh, all the jam sessions. Oh, you know, of course. Yeah. Why not? But I don't know. It's 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 <laughs> cool, and so I, I think people will really enjoy it. He has a wide variety too of like songs on here. You know, they're not all like burners. They're not all standards. They're not all ballads. And you know, no dig to anybody that does that. You know, does an album of ballads like those are. That's a great record. There's many records that are like that that I love, but. Is, that was last yeah. month. <laughs> last month was ballad month. Uh, this month is not ballad month, and and uh, I think people will really enjoy it. Especially again, piano trio vibe. Evidently, this is the month of piano trios. So here we go. Well, not the next one. Marcus Prince up, not a piano yeah, trio. Yeah, this is opposite side of the spectrum. Um, it is trumpet and harp. Uh, there we go. Here we go. But it kind of goes back to that idea of like ballads, like we were just talking about. It's Marcus Printup and mm-hmm. Riza Printup. Um, mm-hmm. Doing duo, harp and trumpet, a pairing I would have never thought of, but uh, I'm so glad that I heard and whatnot. And I picked um, their version of The Nearness of You, um, which is a ballad, you know, that I love, Jazz Standard. Um, in Printup, I've been checking him out like a lot lately, you know, not to say I wasn't, but just more than usual, I guess, or, or whatnot, checking out his older records and whatnot. And I saw that this had came out. Um, and it's awesome, man. He's a great trumpet player, a great, uh, phrasing and, and a very nice and full tone. And then, uh, Riza on, on harp that, that turned out to be a more beautiful pairing than I think I would have originally, um, imagined, you know, because how many people are actually putting harp with jazz standards? You know, so that kind of gives a new perspective and a bunch of different colors um, and brings a new per- a new perspective to me, you know, just in general. I'm not checking out a lot of harp ever. So to be able to hear what it's doing um, works well and it's cool. Yeah, no, it's really it's a good switch up of the texture. I think that's as well. I think so. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to check that out. I know she's great. So, and then Marcus obviously is great. But uh, now we're going to change up the vibe here a little bit and jump to our, how shall I say? I don't know. I don't, I, my, my brain is not working so well today. But uh, Snarky Puppy back with another live track. Uh, this one's Bad Kids to the Back. I don't know if I've checked this yeah, out yet. I don't know much about this at all besides it's good. Um, so to my understanding, this was, so this is recorded live at Royal Albert Hall. Um, and this was recorded in November of last year on like a, it was in support of their touring of their last album, Immigrants. Um, mm-hmm. but as a smart person, Michael Lee is, he was like, well, we're, we're like playing at Royal Albert Hall. Let me just, you know, record it and have more content or a new album right. or whatever it is. Um, but it was awesome. They were, you know, joined by a bunch of musicians on the date, which I'm sure will show up 
in recordings or videos in some way, like Charlie Hunter and Lucy Woodward. Um, and it's just so cool. You know, you can't, you can like feel, it's like one of those live recordings where, where it's very different to do, you know, the Vanguard live recording or Ronnie Scott's because like you can hear the room a little bit and you can feel the room, but that's very different than a sold out audience at the Royal Albert Hall. You know, it's like recording oh, yeah. the proms live. Um, and they did it. And so I think people will really enjoy this if you're into the snarky puppy vibe scene. And if you're not, I would recommend giving it a chance. Um, wide variety of music that they cover. Um, you know, even myself, like I would call myself a fan of them. And there are some albums that I am like in awe of and other albums where I'm like, oh, this is good, but you know, it's not my thing. And so you can't really pin them down to one type of music or one genre or one sound. Like it's just always changing and being molded into something new. And I think that's what's like really incredible about that band and, and the way that Michael uh, runs it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt that they tour, you know, six months a year and play all the time to be able to do all that stuff. But I, I, yeah, it's super inspiring to see what they're doing. And I wish more people would follow in their footsteps in terms of, how they're documenting the whole thing. And I mean, it's, that's what you need to be doing. So if you're a person out there thinking about your next project, you, I would highly recommend trying to follow in Snarky's footsteps tour, make records, make videos, and then just make a record, tour the record, make a new record while you're on tour, touring that record and then tour the next exactly. record. Exactly. It's, yeah. Foolproof. Uh, foolproof. You get yeah, two right, for right. one. It's a BOGO right? deal is what it is. It's, it's not expensive no, at no, all, no. right? You don't have to spend no, any money. Not at all. Not money. at all. But you know, they were for a long time putting bootlegs up of all their shows and like, you know, trying to just do everything one step at a time. You know, we see the end result now, but they've been doing it. It's the same, just on a new a higher level, you know, higher production oh, value. hundred percent. I mean, think about it. If you're playing a show, why not just record it? I know. That's what I <laughs> like there we I go. Say. Just just do it. Why not? And everything doesn't have to be just do it. Yeah, Come on, it doesn't people. have to be like a professional videographer every time, you know. But why not? Right. Yeah. Turn on the turn on the camera. Hey, you got an iPhone. And document it. Yeah, exactly. See, now you're on board. All right, let's keep moving here. We got two more tracks for February 2020. Uh, this next one from the all-powerful vibraphonist Warren Wolf. Got a, he's got a good album name for this, doesn't he? Go to album. Reincarnation. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So tell us about this track. That Man, you- uh, Warren Wolf. What a bad dude. This guy. Yep. You know, I will 1000% admit that my knowledge of vibraphone players greatly increased since I went to school with a friend who was a jazz vibraphonist or is a jazz vibraphonist, excuse me. And it's like, um, sure. I started checking them out a bunch more, but I think Warren's been more associated with, uh, straight ahead stuff, you know, like being the, the extension mm-hmm. of like a Milt Jackson or a Bobby Hutchinson, if you will. Um, and for some reason, like his counterparts of like Stefan or Joel were more associated with like a modern sound and like an R&B influence and everything. Um, and he was just talking about this record. He was like, well, you know, he grew up in Baltimore and he loved R&B and soul and the music of the 90s. And his dad had always 
Um, I think I read somewhere that like his dad had always encouraged him to explore all genres of music, not to be just brought into one thing. So he was like, man, here we go. You know, and he did this album, which is awesome. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things about like the quote unquote jazz scene or whatever nowadays. Like it doesn't, it's not all hard bop, you know, it's not all bebop or whatever. Like there are so many different influences that their people are bringing into their playing and it doesn't discredit them from being able to do one thing or another. But like, it just acknowledges like where we're all coming from and everything, you know, like we all, I mean, I hope we all have checked out like D'Angelo or like Prince or Tupac or common and, and all these influences at the same time that we're checking out like bird and monk and all this stuff. And then you get, however you uh, take that information, you come up with albums like this and it's a great record. It's cool to hear vibraphone like in the forefront of a band that's approaching it in this manner as well. Um, I don't know. A lot, a lot of support for it. I think it's really cool. I know he also has like a, like a social media challenge going on right now. Um, for people like with fitness and he's really into fitness and, and, and everything. And so it's, it's really cool. Just following Warren Wolf in general. And then what's, what's, I think it's like, uh, you have to do, uh, something like you take a video of yourself doing like pushups or jumping jacks or something like doing something active. And then you go play the head for Ma on his, uh, album. And then like he's, you videotape it post or whatnot. And he's going to like pick a couple people and they're going to, there's like prizes associated with whatnot too, but it's, it's cool. You know, he's all about the whole fitness grind oh, wow. and, and saying and sh of that mindset yeah, of like, yeah. you know, you gotta take care of yourself to, to put yourself in the best foot forward or something. That's cool. Good for him. I got to check that out. I could do that. I want to win. Come on, man. Um, all right. And our last track for this month, of course you have to include, uh, something from this man. If he put something out, just like any of these people we talked about, that's Christian McBride. And I watched a really, 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 really great. Uh, I guess it was the EPK for the record. That was really well done. And uh, I was excited to get to listen to it. And I want to see this live sometime. But uh, so tell us about this new project yeah. from Christian. I guess uh, and this is great. Project, and but. so you can chime in where I miss things. So to my understanding, this was a work that he was uh, commissioned to do. Um way back when like 98 was when he first like was mentioned of doing this. Um, and then he worked on it and whatnot. And then in 2008, um, the LA Phil asked McBride if he would like kind of revamp it a little bit and like a much bigger version, um, which then is kind of where we're at now, which became like a four part suite for jazz band, small jazz group, gospel choir and narrators. um, and then in 2008 uh, was when Obama was inducted in to president. And then like he was asked to, to revamp it again and uh, at the Detroit jazz festival. Um, and that's when like the last track of this was actually added the November 4th, 2008, which the narrator quotes like Obama's victory speech. Um, and man, this is so cool. This is uh like a part of the music um, that I've always loved checking out with like Ellington and Winton and, and all these people that have wrote writ or written, sorry, um, these like multi-movement suites and, and all these big parts and all. Um, and for him, he basically covers um, four icons who he 
found really true to himself and to his own beliefs in the concept of the civil rights movement. And so like it really um, like this is one of those things where like I, I picked a tune because I couldn't pick the entire album. And like you should start from the beginning and go through because like the stuff really does bleed one into the other with narration and it becomes like an entire um, production. You know, it's not really an album. It's just a recorded version of the production. Um, and it's great, you know, mm -hmm. and there's great musicians on it and, and everything. But yeah, this was a, an awesome album to start checking out. You know, it's definitely something I would like to dive more into. Um, and it's also cool because it's, you know, I had not heard of this. I had not checked it out prior to the album coming out. So I was able to get informed on that, but it's completely different than the other stuff that McBride might normally be known for. You know, it's not his trio. It's not the new John band. It's not the Chick Corea right. band where they just put out a record. Like it's, this is this completely different thing that yes, has a big band in it and yes, has a small group stuff in it, but like it's whole other playing field, you know? Right. Yeah. It's about something. It's a, about something bigger, but that's great. Yeah. There's some really good uh, other content out there about this project as well. If you're interested, I don't know if we said the name of it, it's called the movement revisited. If you missed that, and um, it's about some icons of the, of the, of the, a lot about icons of the um, civil rights era and other people associated therein. But um, that's going to wrap it up for this month's playlist. Uh, there was ten tracks. Alan decided he didn't want to share my new record, so it's not on there. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, go to Spotify to find this. This is Jazz Today. And you can listen to uh, all these new tracks as well as the last six months worth of great new music that's been coming out. Uh, there'll definitely be something that you're going to like on there. It's something you didn't know was out. Uh, sometimes a lot of things kind of pass us by, but uh, there's a lot of great music. Jazz is alive and well. And um, even in this uh, coronavirus environment, <laughs> jazz is getting out there into the world. Even I only bring that up because I'm booked on a jazz festival in Europe next week. It got oh, canceled. Dang. So a, a lot of things are uh, changing because of it, but I'm sure we will get through this soon. And there's going to be great music everywhere in the world very, very soon. So thanks for listening today. And thanks to Alan for putting again together this playlist. Again, this is Jazz Today. Search that up on Spotify. Thanks for listening here on the podcast. And we'll be back next month with another edition. Take care. Bye.